This podcast is sponsored by ebookit.com, self-publishing solutions for the independent author and small press. Visit us today at ebookit.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque. Ryan, it's often said that a crisis can create an opportunity, but when it happens at a very young age, the obstacles can seem just too great to overcome. But our guest today not only jumped over those hurdles, he's managed to achieve what many might think impossible or improbable. Ryan, who is our guest today? Thank you, Greg. Today's guest is W.C. Blackman, also known as Bobby Blackman. Bobby is at the center of a member profile in the May 2022 issue of the Toastmaster magazine. The article is titled, Blind Member is Unstoppable. It features Bobby's tremendous accomplishments in the areas of education, athletics, his career, poetry, music, and as a motivational speaker. In 2017, Bobby placed third in the Toastmasters International Speech Contest semifinals in Vancouver, British Columbia. Greg, I know you happened to be there at that convention. Bobby's a member of three Toastmasters clubs, including We Can speak Podemos Hablar Toastmasters in Tallahassee, Florida, where he serves as club president. Distinguished Toastmaster Bobby Blackman, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the Toastmasters podcast. Welcome. Thank you. It is a pleasure as well as an honor to be here. Bobby, I realized that you were only five at the time, and I know it was long ago, but tell us about your life-changing moment. The actual moment was at my babysitter's home, went to the screen door, and there's old houses in a little town called Attapuckus, Georgia. She had chickens. Went to the screen door to see what the chickens were doing, and I was not able to see it. All of a sudden, my eyesight went away, just blurred and went away, and never came back. That was the moment, you know, as a child, not understanding what was going on. No one had ever spoken with me about my eyesight, that I had a visual impairment at all. I don't think my mother knew, my parents knew it all. And then going to the doctor over the next couple of years, having a few surgeries, and then finally being told, okay, you'll probably never get your eyesight back again. I remember being told that by a doctor and just wondering what exactly did that mean for me and my desires that I had, little crazy desires, you know, kids want to play football, want to be in the NFL. Dallas Cowboys at the time was my favorite team, and I just knew I was going to play football with Tony Dorsett. How that could happen, I have no idea, but those were the dreams. And then I remember my mother telling me, it doesn't matter. You can still do whatever you want to. And I think that was the signifying moment. I never forgot her telling me that, and I believed it. Bobby, do you have any eyesight at all, or is it completely gone? No, I have no eyesight. When I was in my early 20s, I was still able to walk in a room and be able to tell you that the light is on or off. Now, that's not even possible. Basically, what happens, of course, the eye is just like any other muscle. If it's not used, it atrophies. The retina kind of closes in on itself. And when it doesn't get the light, which it needs in order to stay open and and everything. Over the years, that's what has happened. The atrophy and the folding of the retina. Now I can't see. I don't see darkness like some people think, you know, where you're blind, complete darkness. For me, whether light is on or I'm outside or inside, 
it's always light for me for some mm. reason. I, I never see darkness. Wow. Do you still have memories of what physical objects look like from your first five years of life? I do. I, I remember the basic colors. That's, uh -huh. You know, the red, blue, greens, yellow, orange, black, white. I could not tell you or explain to you pastel or some of the other colors. Right. that I, I joke about this. These were invented after losing my eyesight. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't remember those colors. As far as objects, an amazing thing, if I can touch something, my mind automatically gives me a visual understanding of it. If I could just hold anything in my hand or touch, even if it was a face, then my mind conjures a face. Now, if it's right, 100%, I don't know. But from that point on, I can see that object in my head, even if I'm not touching it. Right. Yeah. Wow. So this actually gets into something else I wanted to ask you about, which is a term you use that describes what we're talking about right now, but you might have a different take on it. It's what you call mind vision yes. in the member profile. And you credit this what you call mind vision for changing your dreams into reality. I know that you also wrote a book with that yes. same title, Mind Vision. Yes. Can you please share with our listeners, what is mind vision and what are some practical ways of harnessing it? Mind vision is being able to see in your head, in your mind, what you want without the benefit of seeing it with your eyes physically. Share this quick story with you. I was helping a friend move and he had this big 24 foot truck, him and his family. It's a four bedroom house and a shed out back full of stuff. And he said, this is not going to do it. I said, yeah, it can. You just have to have your mind vision, decide where you want, wherever you want it, and then put it there and it will all fit. And it's the same thing in life. If you just look at what is right in front of you, often you'll get stymied. It kind of boggles the mind sometimes. But if you put the mind first and say, okay, I see this here, that here, I see me accomplishing this goal in this amount of time without looking at where you are right now. I often go to correctional facilities and speak. And that's one of the messages that I share. Don't look at where you are. Don't see the bars. Don't see the fact that you can't go beyond this wall. Think about and focus on when you're outside and what are you going to do? And it prepares you now for what you are going to be ready for later. So when you walk outside of those walls, your mind is already prepared and it's like you're on go mode. And that's really what happens with using your mind vision. You picture it, you see it in your mind. And in spite of wherever you are, no job, no kids, no wife, no husband, whatever it is that you're wanting that you don't have, you picture that first. And then eventually it happens. I personally think it's kind of like the reticular activating system mm. where you don't notice a color like that red car. You never notice that red Corvette until you bought one or until you decided you wanted one. Then you notice them all the time. Well, it's the same principle, I believe, that once you put a vision in your mind of what you want, then you start noticing the opportunities that help you to get there. You start noticing those doors that you're allowed to walk through that will help you get there. And next thing you know, six months down the road, a year, five years, you're right where you always wanted to be. Well, it sounds like your go mode is on all the time and you certainly practice what you preach because in Toastmasters alone, you've earned 61 education awards, including two distinguished Toastmaster designations 
in one year. And that's incredible for anyone to achieve. How were you able to accomplish all this? I joined Toastmasters because I wanted to become a better speaker. I knew that my purpose was to speak and help individuals to be their very best. But I also knew that my speaking skills could use some help. I joined Toastmasters because a friend invited me. I knew within 15 minutes this was the place for me to learn what I need to learn and cultivate my skills as a speaker. The funny thing happened, though, once I joined Toastmasters, I not just enjoyed it, loved it. I got into the leadership side of it. And then my book came out that same year. I was working on another one. I was working on some different videos for music. I said, okay, instead of just doing speeches just because, okay, I'm just going to go do a speech, whatever. That's no fun. There's no passion there. Let me combine my videos with my speeches. Okay, this is the HPL project. Let me get my team together and we'll make this happen. Here's my DTM project. Here's another video that I need to get done. So this is what I did. And when I would go to prisons, I would create a speech that I needed to do for whichever project. And I put it together because I wanted to show and tell, not just say, okay, go do this, but not do it myself. And it all worked together. And I really encourage that for Toastmasters you know, we join Toastmasters and we learn how to speak better. But when we put it together with our work, our personal lives, and it becomes more enjoyable, you're able to actually get the job done, but not just the pathways or your legacy program, whichever one you were doing at the time, this today, pathways. You're not able to move through pathways, but you're getting things done in your life. That's what I did, and it works, and I'll share something about me. I get depressed when I'm not productive, so I try to stay productive. That's one of those things about me. I, I want to stay moving, stay doing something productive. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but just something that's moving me along or helping me to help others. Not only did you share with us how you lost your eyesight at five years old, but in the article, you talk about growing up with a stepfather who was an alcoholic and often violent. And I, I heard in one of your speeches talking about even think it was in a hospital room, you had to call security or the police to protect your mother from him. I just wonder with all these seeming odds stacked against you, where do you think your ability to dream came from. And then not only the ability to dream, but the resolve to actually switch into go mode and put those dreams into action, be productive and achieve what you set out to do. When it comes to that side of things, living a life where domestic violence wasn't every day, but maybe every week, that incident you spoke about, I was actually right around six years old and in the hospital after a surgery, a eye surgery. When that happened, what I believe just you start wanting different. There's a saying that I heard a long time ago, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you do something different. Well, for me, it was just, I couldn't control certain things. Certainly I couldn't control him, couldn't control my mother and the decisions she made or who she was married to. But what I could control is my own narrative. 
thus I found a will to just try to do everything I could to make my life better. And when you live that kind of life, growing up with that kind of life, it was years of that type of thing taking place. You don't just care about yourself. You care about others. I had a brother or sister who was right there with me and seeing them also how they felt. And it pushes something within you. It awakens something within you to want a different life, a better life that doesn't involve necessarily money, just a better life where you're able to laugh and love without being hurt or seeing others hurt. Bobby, I've read that folks who have visual impairments often experience more loneliness and isolation. And I'm thinking some of the steps that you've taken here, your mind vision, some of your philosophies, sounds like maybe for those perhaps who are suffering these types of things that they could put these into practice. What do you think? 100%. One of the things that we often fear, especially when we've had drama and trauma in our lives, is being alone. However, at the same time, what ends up happening is that we are isolated. Rather, we're isolated because of other people or we isolate ourselves. And it's the last thing that we want. However, it's probably one of the best things for us, not in a great amount, but just at times being alone and taking the time to meditate and think on things and think on how can I make my life better? How can I move my life to a point where I'm happy? And it doesn't happen all at once. But when we think on that and we think forward instead of dwelling on the problems, the issues, the hurt, the pain, then we start to move away from it. It's funny how that happens, but it does. It, at positive thinking and actually combining it with actions that take you away from whatever it is that's hurting you really makes a difference in your life. It's almost like you get to a point where, oh, that was a different life. That was a whole different person, but it was you. And you don't forget about those experiences because they're teachers. Those experiences help you to understand empathy so that you have it for others. Sounds like sage advice, especially for a lot of us who are maybe just coming out of this pandemic situation. I watched a number of the videos of your speeches, and you seem to have your content down super solid. You know exactly what you're intending to say, never at a loss for words. I've never seen you with any notes in front of you. <laughs> so I'm just really curious about your speech preparation process. Once you decide what you're going to talk about, how do you sort of drill your speech to ensure you've got the order or the flow memorized? Can you just kind of break that open a little bit and share what your process looks like? Once I decided what I'm going to speak on, I write the speech in my head, not at one time. I just kind of let it simmer in my head. Okay, this is a thought. What goes, what do I need to put in this speech? How can I connect first with my audience? How can I maintain that connection? Then I reorganize it to make sure it makes sense, that it flows right. And then I do my conclusion. Okay, I need to leave a conclusion. So I want to give them something to think about that connects with what I've already spoken about. And then the actual remembering each part, if I'm sharing three different ideas, I'm going to remember the first sentence in that first idea. I'm going to remember the last sentence in that first idea. I'm going to remember the first in the second, the last, and so on, and then the first, the third, and then last. One of the things when I first started speaking, I had to work on was gestures, body language. You pick up your body language from the people around you. I didn't see people around me using their 
hands and their body language. I have to make sure that all of my notes are up here in my head and or in my heart. Bobby, it's obvious that you seem to have perfected the process. What made you decide to speak professionally? I love helping people. Before I started speaking professionally, I, I did poetry, spoken word, and I would always do poems where there was a happy ending, if you will, or satisfied ending. My reason for that was I never wanted to leave anyone in darkness. I always wanted to leave them with a light of hope. And that just kind of progressed to speaking. And I always wanted to be a speaker, but I didn't know how or why or what or when. When I was a kid, my mother told me I was going to be a pastor, but I, I didn't think that would, would be it. And so far, that wasn't it, or it isn't it. But I do believe in speaking and helping them to find their light and helping them to take the shutter, if you will, off of their light so they can shine. I'm thinking about what you're saying. I've also looked online and saw some of the things that you've done. I know for a fact that we all use some sort of technology, whether it be a computer or a mobile device. What are some of the technologies that you use to help you get your job done? Of course, my iPhone, it's really super helpful when it comes, even a camera was called voiceover on my iPhone. And when I'm doing videos, it would tell me when I have my face in the camera because often the videos I, I do them by myself so it's, it can be extremely difficult trying to make sure that those videos are on point i have a regular tripod that stands up from the ground but i mainly use my tabletop tripod and of course use my computer when it comes to zoom videos i have a light i have all the same things that any speaker would have the only difference is i have to choose my equipment carefully for example i use an iphone because apple does all kinds of things to make sure that a totally blind person can use their technology. When it comes to my computer, I have a regular computer just like anyone else would have. However, I have what's called JAWS for Windows. This is speech software that reads the screen for me. When it comes to my microphone setup and my interface, those are a little bit difficult. Those sometimes I have to use FaceTime and say, okay, is this light on? Because there's no way I can tell whether the light is on. But that's what you have to do. Sometimes you have to ask for help. Whether you can see or not or have whatever kind of disability, you know, if you're not tall enough, you're in the grocery store, you might have to ask someone else to reach up on that top shelf and get that last bottle of seasoning that you want. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely don't mind asking for help when it's necessary. Bobby, Greg and I knew that a challenge with this interview was going to be, how do we do justice to all of the, the various aspects of your life and the things that you've accomplished? The speaking, the music, the singing, trumpet, poetry, mediation. We didn't even talk about your career and how you got into mediation, the power lifting. My goodness, shot put. <laughs> so many different things. I'm wondering, though, what about right now? What's really lighting up Bobby Blackman? And what are the big goals that you're working on today in May of 2022? My last book, Seize to Unfold and Release Freedom Power, subtitle of Map to Victory, Success is a Mind Thing. My goal this year is to push that book as much as I can, not because I just want people to buy it, but because I have personally read that book 
probably a hundred times. And that's after it's been published. And the reason why I read it, I'm honestly not just trying to advertise this book. I read it because I want to help myself. And I'm sure both of you have experienced situations where there are certain times you're just at your peak, whether it's giving a speech or writing something down or you're just on it. But that doesn't happen 24-7, 365 days out of a year. It happens here and there. And if you're good and if you're lucky and you're blessed, you're able to capture those moments. So this book was a whole bunch of those moments that I was able to capture and put it in writing. For example, I was reading it this morning. It helps me because I'm not there all the time. I'm not in that higher plane of thinking and just movement within myself, but it helps me to get there. It pushes me there. My big thing now is really pushing that book out and getting as many people to read it as possible. And that's why I've made it available in paperback, Kindle, Audible. Aside from that, I just want to speak more to as many people as possible. And I, I really don't care where they are, prisons, to kids. I had an opportunity to tell a story for some kids uh, recently. That was really awesome. It's always awesome working with kids. They're so wonderful. I just want to speak because especially you mentioned the pandemic earlier. We're supposedly coming out of it, but it's caused a lot of issues, a lot of problems inside people, and they're trying to find their way. And I just want to do my little small part to help them find their way so they can go on and be their best selves. Bobby, this has been incredible. This has been enlightening. So happy to have had the opportunity to meet you, although virtually. And folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast as much as we have, please, please, please take the opportunity and share the podcast. Let people know about it. You can find the Toastmasters podcast at toastmasterspodcast.com, toastmasters.org, Apple, Google Podcast, and anywhere that you can find your podcasts. And Bobby, can you also share with us where our listeners can go to learn more about Bobby Blackman and perhaps to connect with you online? Sure. The best place, the hub, if you will, for Bobby or W.C. Blackman is my website, wcblackman.com. I would love for you to come by and see me. And you can also email me, reach out to me that way. It also has links to my YouTube page, LinkedIn, Facebook. So yeah, definitely reach out, connect with me. I would love to come speak to your organization or speak with you personally. I'm there and we can connect together as I love to say on the road of victory. Bobby, before we sign off, I need to ask you one more thing. At the tail end of the article where it said, after you and your friend Chuck left the prison after volunteering at a gavel club, you had asked Chuck, are we going back to Tallahassee? And he said, yes. And you said, well, then we're going the wrong way. How did you manage that one? <laughs> yes. So, so I, I, again, you know, when you're, you're not able to see, you try to pay attention to wherever you're going because you never know. We're in a car. We had actually went to Carabelle, Florida, to a prison. We went to one and we we're gonna, going to go back. And I said, well, Chuck, if we're Sorry. going back to the prison, we're going the wrong way. And it was just because I knew he had turned the wrong way to go back to the prison for the, our next session. And it's just the being aware of where you are and where you're going. If we be more aware of where we are and where we're going, 
when driving, walking, or just in life, we'll get to where we want to go more often. A great metaphor for life. Well, I truly thank both of you, Ryan and Greg, for having me on. And it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. The pleasure has been ours. Wish you the best on your continued road to victory. Thanks, Bobby. Isn't it about time you publish that book you've been thinking about? We can help with that. At ebookit.com, we've been providing authors and small presses with ebook publishing services since 2010. Visit us today at ebookit.com and let us know how we can help you.